0: Previously on Creek Chat like, uh, Oh duh, she's dating me She just didn't do it in Braveheart face paint in a questionable Scottish accent
1: Correct I'ma punch this fucking little kid and not feel a damn thing about it Like oh yeah I did <sighs> The Chief of Police hates me Has a personal grudge
0: Especially since he's the Chief of Police You referred to him as Sheriff Dad the dickhead
1: Man I'm wearing a sweater vest, I'm a nice guy Go to church for a couple hours on Sunday, once a week, boom, bam, slice, you can do whatever the fuck you want.
0: You're spiraling into a shitty hole that you need to get out of.
1: Fuck, 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 fuck,
0: fuck, 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 Dawson is a filmmaker. Steven Spielberg is his favorite director. A framed picture of Steven Spielberg, which is the second different framed picture of Steven Spielberg I've seen in Dawson's room. But he's got a boner every time he turns around.
1: Where the fuck is Graham? Where the fuck is she? Want to wait?
0: 50 Randy Quaid presents a brand new podcast that we call Creek Chat. Here's our host,
1: his name is JT Mahoney.
0: Oh my god, this is Creek Chat, and it's finally happening. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host jt sex pig money and with me my co-host as always
1: hey it's me it's me it's that motherfucking Chucky b the b stands for a lot of things business banner banter banshees but today it stands for not a b thing it stands for where the fuck is grams
0: that's a really good question chucky b because i missed grams for a whole nother three episodes here and i'm pretty sure you did too because you're asking the same question that i've been asking for days
1: and uh the reason i'm asking is evident in this very first episode high-risk behavior when some high-risk behavior goes down under grams fucking roof and apparently she doesn't know what the fuck's
0: going on she's sleeping it's late at night and she's an old lady like I I really am not trying to rationalize that Grams is nowhere because it makes no sense to me that she would be nowhere for six straight episodes. But there's some kind of reasoning that someone could give you, right?
1: No, I don't get any reasoning. I get nothing. I get no Grams, no mention of Grams, no even like hint that Grams is even alive. Maybe John killed her. I don't know. That's as plausible as anything else now.
0: Well, and, and to your point about Grams' needing to be around during some high-risk behavior in this first episode, uh, which is entitled High-Risk Behavior, episode 10. Oh, that's right. um, In case you're new to the show, uh, this is Creek Chat, and we're here talking about Dawson's Creek. Uh, In this case... The Creek, baby! In this case, season 2, episodes 10 through 12. uh, I've seen this before. Chucky B has not. That's the angle... That's the slant. Yeah. He also makes predictions. Chucky B does, and you made a special. You made a special prediction this time around. Sometimes you've been doing that lately. Just here is not an episode specific. Just we're having fun. You made a whole slew of guesses about what the title of episode ten would be, but and most of those aren't important. You can go back and listen to uh, the last episode at 50 dot or iTunes to hear what that full prediction was, but you ended up settling on the first fuck, which I scoffed at. But honestly, in spirit, was 100% correct. Booyah, baby, Chucky B for the win. The whole thing, episode 10, high-risk behavior, well, let's... Let's hear what. All about fucking. Let's hear what the breakdown has to say about what this episode's all about.
2: Epic tryouts for Dawson's new movie prompt a steamy dialogue between him and Jen that could recast her role in his love life.
0: And that ain't no joke, too. And they both seeming on board with what's been going on this whole triumvirate of episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know what I was super surprised of? We have no fucking grams for, like. ever. But. (laughs) We are just getting slam dunked with Chris.
0: Chris, four in a row, five
1: in a row. Who I had written down somewhere that he is like the perfect background actor
2: for this show.
0: Let me finish this breakdown and let's talk about some background actors for this show.
2: Jack poses nude for Joey's art project.
0: Okay, so they just dip right into that one. Like, they give us a whole backstory on Dawson and Jen, but they don't tell us why Jack's getting nude.
2: Oh, they never
1: tell us anything about Jack and Joey. It's kind of always just thrown in there. Hey, Jack's getting naked for this
2: because, well, he pops a boner. Which prompts an intimate moment between the two of them. Boner. It's pretty intimate. Pacey sets out to give Andy her dream date and to make her night truly memorable. Andy collects her anti anxiety medication and lies to Pacey that it's for her mother.
0: I feel like, that's a strange thing to add on at the end there. I mean, it does happen.
1: It does. And it's, uh, again, adding to my theory that this show is shaming people who have mental health issues.
0: Here's my counterpoint to that, though. Pacey. And and maybe this isn't the way they they meant to play it, I don't know, but he was obviously in the wrong. You don't go digging in someone's fucking medication bag, pull it out and read it, no matter if you think it is theirs. That's none of your fucking business. That was a jerk-off thing to do. Again, I don't think the show... I agree. I don't think the show is trying to... right, they don't handle mental illness very well, but I don't think they're trying to show it as being shameful. I think they're showing people's reactions to it as being shameful, and the lesson is going to be that's wrong.
1: I don't know the weird thing about this show is, and don't get it twisted, Chucky B. likes Dawson's Creek through 12 episodes into the second season. I've liked everything I've seen so far. But the show leans heavily on um, one, I I guess a couple of things that in a weird way. Uh, Rape, um, which we've covered. Um, Also in the past few episodes, pretty much exclusively this season, um, showing, you know, just kind of shaming mental health. Uh, or at least that's what I I take it as. And then also, um, school shootings they love making school shooting jokes
0: oh it was abby this time who oh said, I, I wish i had a gun because i would shoot mr peterson in the head yeah, if i had a gun mr peterson would be dead that's a direct fucking quote from abby that is the third time they've made a very explicit reference to a school shooting happening and that is so Fucking crazy to me, especially considering the proximity to Columbine that this is taking place. Months before. Months before.
1: I I literally wrote down that exact same quote, and then I also added my thought
0: in parentheses. uh, The show loves school shootings and rape. I, I think the word loves might be the wrong choice, but I get your meaning. What I didn't get to... Before I read the breakdown, were your predictions for that episode? So let's talk about those right now. You did say there's going to be a lot of high risk episode, uh, high risk behavior, which was correct. It starts in Dawson's room, which was also correct. I think it starts with him and Pacey. Um, yep, working out the script. Was it a gay fake out moment they pulled there too, where Dawson was like confessing his love? Like that's what they and especially with the lean in to grab the script off of the. Uh the yeah, bet super
1: obvious no that shit. they were rehearsing the script because one, um, who talks like that? And Just two, like they
0: point out or Pacey we, points out. We
1: noticed that they had been set people have been telling Dawson he that it's too dialogue y.
0: And it is. If that's a taste of the script, it is way too dialogue-y.
1: But then he changes the script to where him and his character, or the character based on him and the character based on Jen, just start fucking. Yeah,
0: I bet you they still do a whole bunch of talking beforehand, though. So it's still going to be dialogue heavy Probably during, too. <laughs> um, uh... I mean, it's Dawson. Come on now. He's,
1: he's more likable in this season and, and, like, much more likable, but he's also, like, a talker.
0: Well, that's that's Dawson, right? Like that's that was Dawson in the first season That's all of them, really. Once you get him going, they're all fucking talkers. D- Dawson and Joey being the prime examples of that.
1: Except for really Pacey, he oh, seems to bottle a lot well, of you it.
0: get Pacey going though, and he will go. You just gotta get him with the right person. But no, you're right. He's not as heavy as the other three because Jen- like
1: the, he only he only when he only uh, ah when he talks a lot, it's usually when he's really angry and he's just like blowing up at somebody.
0: Or when he's explaining himself for some bad behavior that he's done and needs to apologize for some him.
1: high risk behavior.
0: Or not that like a good test grade that he has to apologize for. <laughs> well, he's not apologizing for the grade, but um you all right, so let's see if you're gonna this prediction, let's see if you're gonna put this one to bed now. You guessed once again it was gonna start off with Mitch and Tammy fucking. Do you still think that's a thing that's gonna happen?
1: No, no, I'm pretty sure she's just disappeared for somehow, some way, without resolving that storyline of Mitch buying the place.
0: And then you guessed about some pregnancies, which clearly weren't the case. Um, You thought about making a weed-smoking prediction, but you didn't. You held off because you said, we already met a stoner in a stall once, so they're not going to bring the weed back. Yeah. All right, so episode 11, Sex, She Wrote is the title you guessed or you said it's not about murder it's about sex which is correct it was all about who had sex that was the mystery let me ask you right now did you know which couple had done it after high-risk behavior
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious.
0: Okay, I'm glad, because so did I. And I was really sitting there wondering, like, is it supposed to be a mystery to the audience who had sex? Because it's always felt obvious to me who did it there.
1: It really couldn't have been a mystery, because uh, Jack got hard. Okay, so this is what I thought.
0: No, the way they left off the episode, it definitely could have been any of the three couples. Feasibly. Yeah, but it it wasn't. You're right. No, you're right.
1: this is... This is kind of what I thought was happening during that whole exchange, specifically with Jack and Joey. Is after the uncomfortableness initially, um after they get to talking about sex and it seems like Joey is like really getting into this sex talk. Oh, when she, oh Jack dude. is explaining it in like uh like a painting. She and, was then, visibly. and then like, okay, so what I thought there is fucking jack's dick got hard when he was explaining it to her oh yeah but then when they were like probably gonna try to uh, bang it out they were at least he couldn't stay hard
0: they were at least gonna get to the point where his penis needed to be hard for some reason you know like whether it was all the way or whether it was some of the way we did find out that yes he couldn't keep it hard later so was it the thought of what he had done before they got him going and not Joey.
1: I thought it was, I, I. what I think it is, is it was him explaining it like art. And he's such an art guy that he's just like, damn, this art talks got me fucking rock hard. And now I can't fucking keep it up with this chick because I know in my heart of hearts that she is like, to me, like, I'm just kind of like, Ah, uh, let me make Dawson jealous by dating this guy, and then it becomes super obvious that uh, he's like, he's like, dude, I don't like being fuck a second string. That- and Jen's like, yeah, I get used to it. Well,
0: the- oh yes, because the the Jack and Jen alliance comes back out of nowhere. In this episode, they meet up in the classroom afterwards. It's beautiful. No, it's beautiful, too, and you're right. He says that he's tired of being second string, and she says, you get used to it. Um, I think you're wrong in saying that Joey is dating Jack to make Dawson jealous, I, uh, it's
1: not necessarily 100% that I think I, that's a part of it.
0: I think that's such a you're, you're not wrong, but I think it's such a minimal part of what that oh, is. Oh, it is.
1: It is a very minimal it's part. It's more
0: about her, just like she's said a couple of times now. It's just her own thing. And obviously, dating another dude that isn't Dawson is clearly her 100% own thing away from Dawson. Not entirely. I agree with that. Nothing but in her life is you, 100% away.
1: For, for me, someone who has not seen this show and the way I. I've been digesting it so far. Is she knows that she's not in love with that, that she's still in love with Dawson and that she's going to eventually end up with Dawson. So I feel like she's like, I'm going to have fun because we're not together and I need to do this on my own in order for you know, for it to work between me and Dawson when we do finally get together, but...
0: I think you're right about the first part of your statement, but not necessarily the second. And again, this is just based on where we're at to this point. It's not a commentary on later. Disclaimer there. She does know she's still in love with Dawson. I think it's one of those situations where she'll always be in love with Dawson, and she's already aware of that, too. Although, as the dramatic teenager she is, he could stab her in the back some way, and now she'll hate him forever, but... Deep down, I think the, the way love that is they're there.
1: setting this new Dawson up, I don't think that'll happen.
0: I don't think that she is certain that she'll end up with Dawson in a permanent way because I don't think she's certain about anything like that in her life.
1: I think Dawson is the only thing she is 100% certain about.
0: We'll have to see how that plays out going forward. Um, they don't have sex in this episode, which you predicted. You predicted Pacey's going to have sex with Andy, which he did, just not this episode, the episode before. Mm. So we'll give you that in spirit once again. Jen's not having sex with anyone, which is true in these episodes. True. Absolutely true. For the first time this season, probably true. Yep. Um, Grams is going to be having sex with Chris and Todd off camera. But we maybe she is. We don't see her. We do see Chris though. I mean, it, I mean,
1: it's it's logical. It's
0: Todd and Cliff though, because Chris is busy filming. The, yeah, that's the project.
1: true. Cliff's gonna have to step in. Well, here's one. Either that or Todd's gonna have to step the fuck off. No, here's my favorite quote. Because this is Cliff territory, baby.
0: Here's my favorite quote. My favorite fucking quote in the world that you maybe ever said. Because I still, and I said this on the last episode when you said him, and I believe it to right now. I don't really know what you mean. Cliff, Cliff is like her storyboard lover. And these are like her backwoods bangers. I mean, I guess I know what you mean, but good, good God, man. What a way to put it.
1: Hey, I mean, sometimes things just need to be said that are happening off camera. And you know what? Grams is not here around to prove me wrong.
0: Then you reiterate Mitch and Tammy are going to bang again, but we're off that train now. So never mind. Uh, but then you said, and why not Gail and Bob are fucking again? That didn't happen. Bob did not come
2: No, back. yeah. Bob's out of the picture. No.
0: Let's hear about what really happened here in the breakdown of sex
2: she wrote. Abby and Chris find an anonymous note at school which reveals that one of the class couples had sex the night before. Abby sets out to expose the affair. Working from clues about Joey's night of nude sketching with Jack, Dawson's steamy stopover at Jen's, and Pacey's bed and breakfast trip with Andy, Abby calls together her list of suspects and reveals the dirty secrets of Capeside. Jen is furious and berates Andy for her endless cruelty to other people.
0: That was beautifully written.
2: Yeah, it was a good breakdown.
0: Now, you texted me the other day, and I think it was in regards to the last part of that breakdown was that the moment that jen you said jen the favorite thing you would seen from her when she cut down abby like that
1: oh yeah that was amazing i have fucking clapped
0: jen really i think brings it together a little bit more than she ever has in these three episodes that we've seen. i would agree um in a way where she's not just running away from her bullshit she's dealing with it and then trying to find something to do but still clearly being in love with dawson but not in a way that feels self-destructive anymore. It's really weird how they've been toying with her emotions with him this season.
1: Well, I mean, Joey says it best when... She kind of accuses Jen of, like, doppelganging her. And being like, Dude, you're stepping in on every one of my fucking roles, and it's pissing me the fuck off. That's why I don't fucking like you, because... You're fucking the new sexy fucking flavor From New York And
0: that, See that's why she doesn't like her That's why you've she does experienced like her. things
1: that I have only thought about And Now you're fucking encroaching On every Part of my life
0: I think the stepping into the roles thing Is a load of bullshit From Joey as a reason to dislike someone I'm not saying that Jen isn't doing some of the things she's accusing her of, but Joey actively turned down the producer role. How many people does Dawson have in his life that would have the ability and he would trust to take on that role for him outside of Pacey? Who's not going to do that for him. He's got his own thing going on. It's going to be Jen. I think Jen Dawson is good would as fuck choose
1: somebody he completely didn't Completely different but he than didn't. Pacey But he picked Jen No then Pacey I'm saying I think, I think if it would, wasn't Joey He would have gone to Jen Right And if Jen said no Then oh. he would have been like Alright this is a head scratcher But
0: Jen I agree with you But that's why Jen is the logical choice And it's shitty for Joey To be an asshole about that Because she, Jen is the logical choice And as Dawson says Is making him a better director so that is makes her an even better choice for it. Like, she took to producing, like, boom, right out of the water. And then the Gale where she fucking throws, like, moving in with Gail. And as Gail clarifies later, there is no moving in on that relationship. She says that Joey is her, like, surrogate daughter. And maybe Joey didn't know that before. Maybe Gail had never said it. But she says it later and reassures her. But that's the thing. She, Jen isn't stepping in and taking anything from Joey there what did Joey ever produce at the news station with Gail that didn't happen Jen's doing something brand new there by doing like professional style production work with a professional at a news station why would you fault her for doing that
1: yeah and it looks like she's actually trying to like actively get better at something to where she's like well shit Dawson already won first place like if we're able to place and get more grandma's like Maybe he'll just keep asking me to do this, and I can somehow, like... It's like, I like doing this. I like spending time with Dawson. He's my friend. Like, I don't have any other real friends here. Right. Outside of Dawson.
0: Well, and like Chris says, when Chris and Abby are talking about auditioning for it, Chris is talking about, like, Hollywood exposure on the festival circuit. Like, I don't know what kind of festival he's entering this in, what kind of exposure
1: it is. I doubt it's anything huge, but but if you can get a little bit better every time...
0: So obviously people are kind of eyeing it that way. Chris is eyeing anything as an opportunity to sleep with someone. So being a famous actor would really help him out in that regard. So let's hear about what you had for us in Uncharted Waters. Uh, It's a return of obvious... I can't
1: believe I didn't guess a
0: boat. (laughs) But like I said, by the time you get to that third one, you don't really know what happened in the first two. It's hard to know what that's going to mean. Uncharted Waters... in, yes, I gotta
1: start taking these things literally. In
0: hindsight, you're right. That should have been obvious to include something on the water, at least. But we finally meet Pacey's dad. Which you didn't predict, but we we do. And I'm fucking glad that it finally happened. It only took until episode 12 of season 2. We're halfway through. Um, you guess something Uncharted is gonna happen. Obviously. <laughs> um... Something that doesn't normally happen on the creek, which I would say pretty much all of this is normal. No? No, I. Yeah, I guess. No, maybe not. I guess the whole Jen thing and the reporting on Teenage Girl, like that whole storyline is not really normal. But Pacey's dad being a dickhead is normal. But
1: you, you. I got opinions on that. You
0: said you just don't know what normally happens on the creek, because everything happens on the creek. So you couldn't really guess. Uh, so here's the uncharted water that my speculation is: Pacey feels so loved by Andy, and it's just the very opposite of what he feels from his family. Obviously, his dad did just beat the shit out of him, <laughs> which didn't didn't happen in this episode.
1: So it's no, but they hinted at it, like when when Pacey's like. Like Pacey could have nailed the bullseye, and if he did, his dad would have been real angry. No, no,
0: no, you're right. They they started to show. They showed a part of what that relationship is because they've talked it up for so long. You can't just come out fist swinging on the first meeting, but they showed that boiling rage and resentment from both. Like they showed the tip of that iceberg, basically.
1: Although, I felt like up until the guy was drunk. I felt like Pacey was over-exaggerating it based on what we were shown on film.
0: We'll talk about that. when Because
1: we... I was like,
0: uh, this guy just seems like he's like just a tough love sort of guy. That's what he's showing people in public first, not what he's doing at home. You even commented on the story about what happened at home when he told that story to Joey about his dad saying he was a disappointment and at least he had Dougie and how brutal that was. And oh, it's so brutal, but at the Pace- same time,
1: we're only getting it from Pacey's point of view. Do you think we're, Pacey's a liar? See that?
0: You think Pacey's a liar? No, though? I'm not
1: saying that Pacey's a liar, but a memory is just, you know, what you remember of that time, and certain sometimes, eventually, over time, you can slightly remember things differently.
0: If my dad were anything like Sheriff Witter I would fucking hate his guts too. Hundred percent. Oh yeah,
1: I agree with you. So your
0: tough love thing and all that, like that's the angle. Well, that's the thing. I don't have anything. Sheriff Witter's going to throw that to you from. You're backing up. I don't have anything
1: to compare it against.
0: I'm Mitch. Compare it against Mitch.
1: No, I'm just saying, like in my real life, like me, like realistic. I can't. I can't go. Like I I can't say that you you would
0: be good with a father that treated you like Mr. Witter. You'd be good with that. No,
1: no, no, no. What I'm saying is that I don't. I I can't approach it from that angle because my father was not like that
0: no see this is why it's called a hypothetical my friend like you can't approach it from i'm the not angle good you with used...
1: hypotheticals they're so bad
0: you t- so what i asked you just a second ago would you be fine if your father treated you like that you no, said no. no okay so then how would if you wouldn't be cool with that how would you not hate him
1: no i'm not saying that it's wrong i'm just saying the way that we were showed versus how pacey described it it they were both
2: Again, far left and we far saw, right. We, but we saw, you made a
1: good point by saying that's just what he's showing the public. That's the public not face. What he's showing at home.
0: And keep in mind, we're definitely not done with Mister Winter yet. You did make a prediction that Grams would be back by this episode, but as we've already uh,
1: fucking wrong, as,
0: as our disappointment has already shown multiple times in this episode. That is, that's a prediction you've made so far that has disappointed me the most. You didn't get right. Cause where the fuck is Grams?
1: Dude, at this point, I'm going straight out of left field. And I'm saying we ain't gonna see Grams till season
0: three. Well, this, it's, I guess, it's possible. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked, and I, you know what? I'm not gonna check now. I hope she comes back. She's been here this season, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, earlier. Yeah, so she'll be
0: she'll be back.
1: When she was chasing off like 36 year old
0: rapists. It's unlike Bodie, who hasn't shown up all season.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, maybe Graham's and
1: Bodie are off doing something. All
2: right. Well,
0: this episode breakdown does the same
2: thing that you do. The gang explores uncharted waters when Dawson and Pacey go on a father son fishing trip with Mitch Leary and Pacey's critical and abusive father. All right. Abusive. They're not cl- mentally abusive.
0: Sure, certainly. But just using the word abusive like that makes it feel like it's your
2: prediction of he's beating him.
1: Well, he did kind of beat him mentally.
2: Sure, so I was you're right. right. No, you're right. Uh, Pacey's critical and abusive father, Sheriff John Witter, who uses the trip to tell Pacey how useless he is
0: multiple times, multiple times, and not in so many words though, because often it was do the grunt work, basically the same line of someone's got to serve the fries that I think we've heard thrown at him before, like. He definitely prepares Pacey to be a failure and make Pacey think about himself as a failure.
1: Which it kind of makes me surprised that Pacey didn't turn around and like from an early age just throw it in his face all the time, be like, oh yeah, I'm a failure, but I just get straight A's, fuck you.
0: Like My guess is he probably just bought in at a young age that, like he said before, he is dumb, he is useless, and I'd say obviously well, he's
1: proven that he's not.
0: But he's believed that he is. So you don't put even if you are smart, if you don't put the effort in because you don't care, it doesn't matter if you're smart. Cause it seemed to me they show he just doesn't do his homework. He doesn't do so he doesn't even test whether he's smart or not. He just half asses everything, gets the D that he needs to get to scrape by, and that's it, because that's what anyone that's all anyone expects of him anyway. And you're right though, Andy has brought out, and they show it extensively throughout these three episodes, a much better pacey than pacey even thought he could be which is what makes me hate the dad so much more when you see like if you just told this kid he was good from age five on you wouldn't be dealing with this shit
1: pacey pacey breaks down in this episode and he's like when his dad's passed out drunk on the beach he's like dude all i ever wanted you to say you fucking love me like, that's all I ever... He's like, I just wanted you to love me.
0: Oh, yeah, he he literally breaks down and cries, and he says, you were supposed to love me. You're my dad, you son of a bitch. Like, they brought some cursing in these episodes, too, especially in the Uncharted Waters' one when the boys will be boys out on the high seas. Apparently, they just get to cursing.
2: Um, but tensions really begin to rise when Pacey invites Jack along, who tries to make amends with a reluctant Dawson.
0: And they do end up making amends, kind of, by the end, or at
1: least... Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, they shake hands and they go their separate ways, because Dawson's kind of like, all right, like, it could be worse.
2: My life could be yours. Meanwhile, Jen, Joey, Andy, and Abby spend a day with Gail, doing a report on teenage girls in the consumer world, with Abby naturally not passing up the opportunity to insult and provoke conflicts and tension between Mrs. Leary and the girls. I loved
0: Abby so much in this episode, and I mean, again, with the caveat that I always fucking hate Abby, but she's so funny in this one, especially when they're in Dawson's room with the porno.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Like, hold on. I, I mean, it, it was—it's so good that it was able to evoke my emotion in the moment where I was just like, when I, I, there was just some point where I'm just like, dude, I fucking hate this bitch.
0: They make her so hateable, but then in some, in like sex she wrote where at the end she doesn't reveal because the her her english project she didn't turn in was figuring out the mystery of who wrote the note that pacey ended up writing she goes all right i'm not going to reveal this and air this in front of everyone she decides to take the fail and be the better person but that might be the first time she's done that that we've seen right
1: Yeah I would say so And then you
0: go back in this episode And she's back to being a real piece of shit again And so you get to the end Where it reveals that she sat outside In the leery front or backyard The water side All night All night long by herself Because she didn't have anywhere else to go And she couldn't tell her mom that she got kicked out of
1: Yeah I could have think she could have just easily Just walked home and like yeah I decided not to stay there
0: again weird teenage obviously abby is not a normal fucking person so sitting there and waiting it out she's
1: obsessed with not being normal
0: well at the same time like trying to be she says she plays like this integral role where she's the one who stirs up all the shit between people so i think she thinks what she's doing is necessary and normal she probably thinks that these people are her friends in some warped way yes you're probably right about that yeah, she probably still thinks Jen is her best friend, even though they're not even, like, talking these days. Oh, yeah. Like, they hate each other. Jen hates her, at least.
1: She's, like, the... she's She's got that little... She's got a good serial killer soup working.
0: Good serial killer soup? Abby? Yeah. I don't know. I could see it. I mean, a little twink here and a little twink there. I don't know. She's
1: murdering motherfuckers.
0: So what really ends up happening in... in- high-risk behaviors. We get three couples made up of our four heroes and the McFees, And they're put into these couples and the idea by the end of the episode is who had sex with who, as we've kind of already touched on. So you've got Andy and Pacey get together because she describes earlier in the episode, Pacey got an HIV test, which again, shout out to responsible sexual practices, get tested if you're sexually active. Thank you, Dawson Creek. She describes her ultimate fantasy night of losing her virginity, and Pacey, Pacey basically gives her that exact night. French bistro, walk on the boardwalk, bed and breakfast. So, okay.
1: And Pacey, when they're about to bang it out, he's all like, ah, uh, the normal me would just go through with this, but he's like, I, like, love you, and can't just, like, do this. Like, and she's like, oh, that's sweet, but it makes me want to do it more. Well,
0: yeah, she's all overwhelmed by it. And that's when he's like, this isn't about doing this tonight. I just wanted to show you that, like, I could provide this for you. And if you want me to be that person, I can. But we don't need to do this now. And that's where she's like, oh, you just make me want to do it. Or so, like, basically explicitly. And they kind of waffle back and forth. Yeah, till the end of the episode where he straight up is like, I don't want to do this. And that's... They cut, and then they're walking... Down the alley Like did they do it At the bed and breakfast Did they do it Somewhere else
1: Oh they did it In the alley
0: That's what I'm thinking Right by the car That's the perfect Right place, by the car Perfect place to Lose your virginity Is in the alley Of a bed and breakfast Up against a car Not even yeah. in it Not even in it um, so we end I mean, with,
1: most likely it was in the bed of breakfast. Yeah,
0: but. no, you're right. So we end up with... Uh, <laughs> Jack and Joey end up in, in the nude sketching situation. Because Joey's been working on this thing for art class. It's a sketch of a nude model. Which apparently is a big deal that she's been doing. Dawson was even like, oh god, little Joey Potter. Growing up, doing these nude sketches. Like, he was kind of taking... Back by the fact she was comfortable with it and honestly she seemed kind of taken aback that she was comfortable with it a little bit but she was rolling with it and then jack comes up spills a drink over the sketch ruins it and he's like well how do i fix this i'll it's I, a milk right i think it was milk yeah when well, no matter chocolate milk no matter i actually i do think you're right it was chocolate milk i i can't remember but that sounds right um but he's feeling completely fucked up about Rooney. And he comes up to her later and he's like, I've solved it. I'll po- I'll pose a dude for you. I'm all about art. This won't be weird. Don't worry about it. And she doesn't. She's not into it at all at first for a while. She's like, uh-uh. That's going to make shit weird between us. I know that. Shit's already kind of weird in the first place. Like, let's tread lightly. No. But she ends up giving in. He's a persuasive dude, apparently.
1: So, yeah, he comes over to Joey's house. And he's all like, hey, I don't have to take the rope, pull it off, you know, we don't gotta see the whole Jack and... Which, I'm sorry, why oh, did not.
0: why did we come in from the first place with him being like, I'll just, alright, we see the drawing in the end, there's no dick anyway, so why do we need to even have the penis out in the first place? I I, never, I don't understand it.
1: I don't know, but uh, then, then he, like, there, she's about to say no, it gets too weird, and Jack like, is like, getting up. To be like, all right,
0: cool. And then, like, somehow his towel gets dropped? No, she was saying, I'm done, I'm done, and freaking out. She knocks her easel over, and that's when he jumps up to, like, catch the easel so it doesn't fall. And his... I don't know if he steps on the towel or something, but, yeah, his, uh, his ding-dong is up and out. And when I say up and out, I mean it. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know if it was hard then. I think he was getting hard during the talking.
0: Oh, it was hard then, too. It's been hard the whole night, because <laughs> he's been thinking.
1: So jack's just been rock hard and then when it gets time <laughs> yeah. to actually be hard can't
0: well yeah because they end up like having this conversation where it finally shows like joey is definitely interested in jack sexually there's no doubt about it it's very clear in the scene after he has gotten aroused describing because they bring up she asked him like what are you scared of and he says sex and then he says he's done it before, like, once or whatever. So, like, it's not a big deal. And that's when she, again, like we brought up earlier, was clearly interested. Oh, like, tell me about it. I want to
1: know about it.
0: She acted it very well, too, because the look on her face was clearly, oh, I'm enjoying this, and I want more of this. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. She looked like she was getting right to the zone. But
0: even after he got the, like boner, and things got a little awkward, they still had that talk when they were fully clothed where it got even more intense, and like, that's when he says, like, he's available if she wants to explore was the word that he used and that's when they move Uh, in he's
1: basically like, Joey, I am down to fuck,
0: and they move in and start making out, and it gets hot, and you're like, oh fuck, so that's where you leave off with them, where it's like, okay, maybe All right, again, like we talked about earlier, they definitely didn't have sex, but The idea was put out there that it was possible that they had sex. And on the other side of things, in the final couple, you got Dawson and Jen, who just through her working as the producer and going through the auditions with all these motherfuckers, which one of my favorite parts of the whole episode was the montage montage of bad auditions that took place. Where one guy said he was struggling with his psychological reproductions. Yeah. That was good. But then they watch Chris and Abby read, and the idea of. And of
1: course, that they're the perfect people to play the parts in this movie.
0: I mean, as far as who you're going to get from that school. Well, they, when, when Dawson and Jen were talking earlier about casting a leading man, they're looking like Dawson's like, I want this guy who looks like a choir boy, and I picture him as a choir boy. And Jen's like, oh, I want this guy who looks like a sewer rat. And would probably have sex with an underage girl when he's overage. That's who I want. So they kind of showed yeah. the conflict in what they thought the leading man should be, which again is always with the show as a commentary on Dawson, not on anything else.
1: I mean it's his creek, right?
0: It's absolutely his creek. But so yeah, through the auditions they see Chris and Abby and they're like, Okay, yeah, no, they've they've got it. Like they're they're nailing it right here. Although they don't really cast anything by the end of this whole thing, as far as I know.
1: No, I'm assuming that it's chris and abby playing the lead
0: that's what it seems like from what we've seen yeah um so
1: or maybe not the lead for maybe abby is the Jen character because she says to chris later in that episode that dawson did a rewrite and oh now they've slept together that's right that's
0: right she wouldn't make sense as joey that's right she'd be the Jen character Well, Jen and Dawson keep, like, meeting up throughout the episode or whatever and kind of flirting around the idea of they're talking about the script rewrite, but they're really talking about their relationship and, like, maybe you should have been my leading actress, blah, 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 blah. And so we come to the end, basically, because that just kind of goes on forever, this episode, till Dawson is, like, all fucked up about writing this script and everything that's going on in his life right now. He climbs in Jen's window, and he's like... Don't ask my motivations because they were talking about don't that earlier.
1: Question my motives, and then weird.
0: Well, they had been having a conversation. I wrote it
1: down because it was specifically weird. I
0: know. I don't think it's that weird because they had earlier been having a conversation specifically about intent versus motive and shit like oh, that. I know. So
1: that's I, why I wrote it down because it's a fucking weird thing to say.
0: I don't. I don't think it is in the context of what happened here.
1: I, I think it's weird. I
0: don't. So we're going to disagree on that one. So we're left to again think that they banged it out right there under Graham's roof.
1: Uh, I definitely wrote, Why is Graham's letting this happen under her roof? And then I also wrote, To be continued?
0: Is that the first? Why? Is that the first? Because the cliffhanger, I'm telling you, they thought that they were leaving you in mystery of who slept with who. They truly believed that.
1: No, there was no cliffhanger. It's very obvious that the people who went to a place to fuck. Were the couple that fucked?
0: But they did the reverse psychology where they were talking about not fucking. Maybe it was. Maybe in nineteen ninety eight, this was a swerve. I don't think so, though. It couldn't have been. It's never been no a way. swerve.
1: No way. Nine out of ten people were all like, "They're the ones who fucked."
0: So that's what makes the whole next episode, as far as like the mystery. It's a mystery to the group, but it's not a mystery to the group really, because all of them know who did. And like, all right, I guess to. To Dawson and Jen. The mystery
1: is who wrote the letter.
0: Which is Pacey. Because Pacey writes a letter to Andy where he's basically like, we need to slow down. This is a bit... He's
1: like, I am... Fucking madly in love with you But that's not and, No
0: no no That's not what it says in the note That's what he says in no, the car no, later But when
1: he talks to her
0: Right but the note is way more You can see why she'd be offended by that Because it's not It's not as eloquent As what he says later Because it's not as he, Exactly He tries it to be wordy He tries to be like Dawson And like spell it out And explain it But when he goes in her car later It's better
1: Yeah because he's not That type of person He has to tell you So you can tell He's much, very much person where he uses emotion to describe what he's trying to say.
0: Well, she had caught him earlier, like with, a, not caught him with a history quiz, but like it was there and she wanted to look at the grade and he hit it. Like, obviously, your instinct is like, did you do bad? And he's like, don't worry about it, basically. So, yeah, we find out later he aced it and he's scared because she's making him better and he's madly in love with her. And she's like, yeah, me too. And then they pan out in the rain. And some objects or objects in the mirror, closer than they appear.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Ugh,
0: that made me fucking gag more than anything I think I've seen on this show.
1: You know what? I don't know. I think those things are pretty, uh, pretty heartwarming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you think it was pretty awesome when Dawson and Joey made the rain disappear again in this episode for the second time in the show's history?
1: I just kind of assume that when the best friends together are together, it can't rain.
0: It did at the end of the episode, though. It's, it's obviously all very symbolic, but at the end, they were going to have to, they even commented, we're going to have to walk through this fucking storm, baby. And so they did, because you're right, Dawson and Joey, they'll see it through to the end, Chucky e. B. All the way to the end.
1: Goddamn right. They're going to
0: start dating in the next episode, and they'll never break up until... Never. (laughs) Nope. I think that's pretty much all I got. There was another classic, like, great timing thing where they've got the the denouement where everyone's gathered at the end for the reveal, and Abby's, like, sex. Then there's this lightning strike. The greatest mystery.
1: Oh, there was one thing that I did write down that I was wondering. So, throughout this episode, Chris and Abby are kind of working together to, like stir up uh things with with all the three couples and chris is talking to joey and he like slips in the dawson script into her backpack and uh then he says something to her and i didn't rewind it and i didn't add subtitles to 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 make sure what happened but this is what i heard
0: uh
1: keep it keep it in the qt keep it on the qt i think what the fuck does that mean i've heard keep it on dl
0: no qt keep it on the qt is definitely a phrase i can't tell you what it what the qt part of it means but it means the same thing keep it on the DL. quiet time that might be that sounds stupid i don't think that's it and if you're right it does sound stupid which is why you would say qt instead
1: why don't you just say download or dl
0: because that wasn't a phrase at the time that Keep It On The QT was created. I
1: don't know, man.
0: I'm just saying, like, it is a thing. It is a thing. I didn't even catch it. I,
1: I specifically wrote that down and then put, what the hell does that mean?
0: No, I didn't even catch it. Yeah, keep it on the down low, my man. Keep it on the down low. Uh,
1: we already covered... Oh, this is where I wrote down that Chris is a good, seemingly one-dimensional character. He's, like, the best background character because he can cover so many bases on this specific show because he's a jock as we've seen with him wearing like the football stuff. He's super popular.
0: He's everything. He's, like, he's all he of He can
1: do he can mold, he's apparently a great actor, I'm assuming really good at school, uh super rich, gets all the ladies. No, right, like, exactly.
0: He plays that role of if we need a bad guy from that world, he fits the role, and that's why he's been in he was in five straight episodes. Six episodes. Five. Five episodes. I think five. Five episodes because he wasn't in uncharted waters, but he was in the last three pack entirely, and the first two of this one. So he's at least been in five straight episodes, which is a lot for a secondary character to get. Cliff showed up. I mean,
1: like, shit, Grams hasn't even been in six straight, so... Fuck,
0: man. Uh, Maybe more. Maybe in the first season she was in a good number straight. She got a lot more play in the first season than she's been getting in this one.
1: No, yeah, in this one she's either just grieving over Gramps and not giving a fuck about her granddaughter's doing. Her granddaughter's uh, self-professed best friend, Grams, has gone MIA.
0: So here's one last thing I want to bring up about this episode before we move on from it. Um, So when... Dawson and Joey talking at the end of the lockers and Dawson asks why when everything was perfect for him and Jen to do it that night, why they didn't do it. And Joey's like, I know why. It's like it's the same thing that happened to me. It's about it's not about the perfect setting or timing, which is what they both kinda of set up for themselves that previous night, where like if they wanted to do it, they very easily could have. It's about the perfect person, and I'm like, you motherfucker! How are you going to say that to the perfect person you're talking to right now? Like, you're just going to boldly like say to him, like, you're the one I'm waiting for. But let's just let's postpone this. Let's, for a let's while. just
1: keep kind of fucking around with other people without going all the way.
0: I understand why she feels that way. I don't understand why she would just say it to him like that. But he takes it well. He doesn't even because think twice Because she's a about
1: bold, it. bold lady.
0: Sometimes that's the right word. I'm pretty sure... What, well, lady or bold? Bold. Uh, I think that was the first episode to start out in the history of the show not at least related to Dawson's room. because the, There was one that opened up when they were sitting on the roof right outside of it, him and Joey. This one didn't open up anywhere near Dawson's room.
1: I would agree with that.
0: I think this was the first one. Because the next one does. It opens up with Pacey and Dawson throwing darts, which is a little foreshadowing for the dart game. See a couple of dart games later as they go fishing. Mitch and John play, and then, yeah, Pacey and and John play. And Pacey is apparently a good-ass darts player.
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I wrote down that uh, specifically for the beginning of this episode that Pacey and Dawson are back in the
0: bedroom. and So Pacey and Dawson is the hookup we're looking for in the bedroom now.
1: I also wrote down, um, just a personal thought, is this the episode that Pacey gets the beatdown? And I was correct, this is the episode, he gets the mental beatdown. Okay,
0: we're not stretching your guess of beatdown into applying to a mental beatdown, because you and I both know that's not what you meant at all. You didn't mean it at all. I'm not even going to give it to you in spirit because you meant a physical beating for sure and I'm not giving you any flack or any movement on that whatsoever
1: I know what I meant I know you know I just said beatdown. I, I didn't say physical or mental this is, and now I am this is I'm why I'm clinging for the fact that I wrote down beatdown, down no, and it is correct
0: I'm not giving it to you I'm the host of the show and I decide what's correct I'm giving and what it it to isn't. me you don't get it gold star you don't get it I'm pinning a gold star on my chest right now
1: why is that? Pinning a gold star on my chest.
0: No, but why is that? Bam.
1: Because I'm a gold star student.
0: <laughs> Alright. Well so we meet yeah. we we meet Mr. Witter when he pulls up on the boys while they're riding their bikes Tells Dawson he's awesome and passionate And he's got a commitment to excellence And then basically calls Pacey a loser
1: Yeah, oh yeah If you could <laughs> come visit Pacey anywhere He's flipping burgers
0: Like, come on, dude, that is so shitty to do Like, okay, you're gonna talk down to your son But at the same time, you gotta big up his best friend Like he's a Greek god Like, that's rough Well,
1: I'm like, I can kind of see where, P- or, um, where Dawson doesn't necessarily notice it Because, one, Dawson's uh, in the world of narcissism where if it's not about Dawson it doesn't matter. Which kind of changes
0: and, by the end of this episode.
1: Yeah, a little. I mean he it doesn't totally change. He's able to go It's slow oh, growth. Oh, that's cool. Like that's that sucks. Like I'm glad that uh my life isn't like that. Well
0: and, and that's what I think it comes down to is he starts to see that his perception of other people's realities or lack of perception of those realities is a detriment to having a relationship with people you've got to acknowledge who they are and what their experiences are and he learns that here through jack and pacey almost as a tag team at one point
1: well and like sometimes because i know specifically for me this was like this growing up there comes a point when you realize it and then you're like oh shit i didn't realize that everybody isn't like like my the way my family is
0: I mean I don't know I guess I had a pretty good perception Of that personally from a very young I age I guess
1: I was just an idiot
0: I, That's why I'm not trying to come in and say like, Oh I knew that and you didn't you're an idiot Like that, You can say you're an idiot if you want to Stupid. I'm just saying like there's one Particular family I spent the night At their house in like Second or third grade it was definitely No later than third grade And I saw very clearly That their lifestyle was Nothing like where I came from and I don't necessarily mean that in a good or a bad way, but it was No, it was just
1: a lot different. It, was, it op- opens your eyes. It was
0: unfamiliar for sure. And so that made me realize, well then everyone's family can't be like mine. That's all gonna be different shit. So and I was one of those kids who didn't really have people come hang out at my house. I went and hung out at their houses. So I got to know a lot of other people's families really well. You know. I'm good friends with a lot of my friends' parents. I don't about good friends, that's probably a stretch. I don't know if I consider myself good friends with your dad, but I'd consider myself friends with your dad for sure. Yeah, I I don't see why not. But here's the thing. We both have good relationships with our fathers, right? Like, we grew up... I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn for you, but I grew up with a really good dad.
1: No, yeah, I didn't have a bad relationship. I don't have... I, I have a great relationship with my family.
0: Perfect. Dawson did... He's struggling with not having that now And realizing that he does Even though he thinks he doesn't Whereas Pacey and Jack Had some fucked up Familial shit with their dads Just like Joey did too Like most of these people have bad family lives We haven't gotten deep into Jen's parents But there's gotta be something bad going on there
1: No, I mean like They're fed up with their daughter So they shipped her out
0: I think that's a good way to Again, we don't we don't know that's an easy way to put it and that's from, from likely what we understand right
1: She was sexually active at an extremely young age and got caught having sex in her parents' bed by her parents or at the very least by her father. Oh yeah and it got to the point where she said my father couldn't look me in the face anymore so they sent me here Oh yeah and I don't see that being very far off. It probably is. She's 15 isn't. when she shows up to Cape Side. So they probably found her when she was 15. She says at some point that she was having sex at like 13 and whatnot with like 30 year old bouncers.
0: Okay, she so did
1: Fucking disgusting.
0: She didn't say the age of the bouncers, but not.
1: No, but like they're bouncing at a bar. I mean, like they have to at least be 21.
0: So all the guys are going on guys fishing trip weekend. And when I say all the guys, I mean all the guys cuz Jack's there too.
1: Yeah, I even wrote my notes.
0: <laughs> I still Like don't...
1: that's what I wrote down, just a bunch of laughter. Like cuz it was funny.
0: What was Pacey thinking? And he kind of covers that, but at the same time like dude, man, why you got to even bring I guess I don't know I see everyone's side of that And I'm glad Jack went Let's just settle on that right now Pacey's
1: kind of caught in the middle Because right, right, right. it's the guys weekend That they, I presumably have been doing For years
0: They didn't make it feel like that To me
1: It didn't feel like that at all It felt like it was the but... first
0: time they'd ever done that as a, Well it would have been the first time as a foursome Definitely as a fivesome
1: Yeah I mean Jack hadn't been there No but
0: no Well, it it really was just... Andy wanted... Because Jack had no life outside of, apparently, the Ice House and Joey, which isn't enough of a life for him. So Andy wanted to go hang out with Pacey and his dad so we could have a father figure, someone's father figure, maybe, is what she was looking for, because their father's being a dickhole running away from the family in Providence.
1: I think it was more just Andy wanted Pacey to involve Jack more because... Uh, Jack doesn't really know anybody I don't think, outside of.
0: I don't think Joey's. Jack really wanted to be involved more in that. Though. I think
1: he would have if Dawson wasn't there. But then they kind of confront each other and they go, "Hey, man, like you're kind of like pissed off that your life isn't as perfect as it was." But he's like, "Dude, it could always be worse." My, like my mom and my sister pretend that my dad's working with the business, but dude, he fucking bailed. Like our family's falling apart. Be happy you don't have what I have.
0: Well, because he had said so, Jack has said something about, like, yeah, my dad's gone, and Dawson's like, oh, yeah, I can relate. And Jack's like, no, you can't relate. Your he's dad like, is he's... on this trip right now hanging out with you. He left your house, but he didn't leave your life.
1: No, he's like, he's like yeah, your dad isn't on the same street anymore. Right. Ooh. Like, he's like, my dad's gone. Like, ain't coming back. Meanwhile, the girls are watching Goodwill Humping in Dawson's
0: room. Oh, my God, dude. So apparently, that was hidden behind Jaws, which, of all the places to hide your porno, why put it by what is probably his favorite movie or one of his favorite movies? Like, I'd imagine. Oh,
1: because it's his favorite porno.
0: But someone's going to go to his room looking for Jaws. Oh, wait, hold on. I thought he didn't have any movies in his room. Didn't they talk about that in some other episode? He got no movies, but now he's got Jaws and a porno? How many other movies is Dawson... Well, I mean, him
1: and Pacey aren't just going to watch porn together, right?
0: I don't think they watch porn. They watch it separately in their pants. We've established that already in this show, too. Watching yeah. porn with pants on in public places. That's weird. Well, that I, that was only once. This time it was in his bedroom. And it was with five, four girls. And then Mrs. Leary comes in. But, alright, so this is why I love Abby. Because she points out that where the tape left off is where Dawson finished. And Annie doesn't get it at first, but everyone else gets it.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Abby says to Jen in regards to the woman on the screen that in a couple of years, that could be you. Jen does not like She's that.
1: She's always throwing shade. That's like like I don't understand. She doesn't have to be that mean.
0: No, because then Gail walks in and this is my favorite part. She goes, and the way she delivers it, like Monica, I think it's Monica Keena is the actress or Monica McKina. I don't know um she's in Freddy versus jason she's the lead in that that's her i do not remember that oh yeah um she says mrs leary you have to face the music your son is a pervert which I, just the way she says it the look on her face is so funny and then she makes the very bold claim that unlike some people she has morals all of that takes place while they're watching a porno in dawson's bedroom
1: yeah and uh and then gail's all like why don't we uh, get out of poor Dawson's room?
0: Well, he'll never know that that happened, and that's yeah. that's. Gail's funny. like,
1: I can't even like say anything.
0: So they basically they end up they end up getting to the interview after they have junk food because that's what Gail bribes them with. She's like, "Yes, have junk food. We're gonna like this is really awkward. Let's just because I'm standing in the middle of all of you sitting in a couch with a microphone and this is super weird because now I'm crouching or bending over to interview you. It was a really awkward setup." And then they eat junk food. Then they eat junk food. And then Abby takes over the whole question session after the porno thing. She's answering all these questions, calling out snowflakes and PC culture and all that shit, basically, from 1998. That's what it felt like. It was really weird to listen to that rant and be like, people still make that exact rant right now. I just read it on Twitter today. So they kick her the fuck out. Gail kicks her the fuck out. She's like, you're being a real bitch, basically she insults all of them personally. Yeah, that she insults Gail. Oh, yeah, something about, like, sleeping around or something. Like, come yeah. on, really? She's throwing shade at the grown adult whose house she's in. I appreciate the confidence, but... Whew. But then they get down to a real bonding session where all the girls get to know each other better for real. And Jen and Joey, and I even wrote down here, I'm like, have they finally gotten to the point where they can be friends? Because they've teased this, like, six times now. Where it's like, alright
1: I don't think they'll ever be friends
0: Are they at the point now where they could ever be friends? We'll see No We'll see It's I'm not buying it, it right now I'm not buying it right now, that's for sure Because why should I buy I it? I think the
1: best they can do Best they can settle for is acquaintances
0: Well, that might be true of Pacey and his dad too, though Because After failing to catch a fish And then finally catching a fish And there was a really weird montage, slow-motion montage of all of them as the fish was being reeled in, even though most of them weren't even involved in reeling the fish, so why do I need to see him in slow motion?
1: But, like, they showed a really good moment between Pacey and his dad, and then after his dad's all, like, talking to him, like, he says it softly so no one else can hear him, he's like, well you celebrate this because, uh, you know, this feeling probably doesn't come along too often.
0: Well, they caught the biggest fish. They got the first place trophy and his dad gave him the trophy and then, yeah, he sprinkles that on top of it. Like, what the fuck? That's like the one of all the times we cut him down. It's like, when you got him on top, when he's feeling good, when he accomplished something that is something you wanted to do, Sheriff Dad the dickhead, and he pulls it off, you still gotta cut him down and say, oh, this is probably the only time this is gonna happen for you. Or... Well, one of the only times, sorry,
1: that was the point where I was kind of like, all right, this guy is still a piece of shit. It isn't really tough, love. It's just this guy's an asshole cause it's like he did exactly everything you wanted him to do,
0: yep, and he just goes and, and then
1: you still fucking can't give him props.
0: He gives him the most minimal props possible. Like, enjoy this one. You probably won't get another one. Also, this, this is
1: where this is where I hope that fucking Pacey does what I was saying earlier. where like, He continues to date Andy, and Andy brings out the best in him, and he's just like, fuck y'all. Y'all think I'm stupid as fuck? Boom, here you go. Ace and everything.
0: We're going to see how deep, you know, well... You know, as you move on in these next episodes, you'll see how deep that cuts him, and if he can just rely on Andy, or if his dad's bullshit's just going to drive him into a deep hole where he's like, I am a failure, and I'm going to accept it, because doing the work is too hard. I don't want to put that work in. Then Andy's got to dig in and fucking be like, no, Pacey, you are super smart, and I do love
1: you. Yeah, I feel like that's more likely, because it's a teen drama, but (laughs) I feel like... It should just be the number one thing where he's just like, nah, dude, I'm just going to prove you wrong. And I can get the fuck out of your house in two years, less than two years now.
0: Well, Dawson ends up having a talk with his dad by the end after Earl in your episode being the dad to him, being like, how you getting money? What are you doing? How are you paying your bills? His dad's like, I'm chasing a dream. I got to find my passion. And I'm like, Mitch, that's good. That's fine. But how are you paying your bills, though, for real? It's Practical JT Money 2020. How are you paying them bills?
1: Yeah, I wondered that too. But at the same time, when he said, like, he's like, dude, I got to chase my dream while I can. I was like, dude, I got to respect the guy for doing that though, too. I
0: don't disagree, but can you do both? Can you please also pay your bills on your own and then chase your dream, too? You can do that. No,
1: yeah, and I totally understand that. I, but, listen, like, I
0: work 50 hours a week, it, and I record this, this podcast, so I'm clearly living in my In the fictional dreams. world
1: of Dawson's Creek, I can, I can go, you know what, Mitch? You do you, boo. You do you. That's fine, but when da- And still get that time to go to the gym, because you look swole as a motherfucker, Okay, bro.
0: okay, so yeah, he's got the time to go to the gym and get swole, but he can't work a <laughs> fucking job. Uh, Dawson.
1: How how is he getting money i mean i know he got a loan gail like, how the fuck is he paying that loan back i
0: don't think he got a loan what what he did was have people talking about investing in the restaurant but we don't know if they actually invested and i don't think he can take that investment money and pay his rent with it it's got to be invested into the business
1: yeah i know but where is he getting his money? he's got something
0: gail's paying for his shit dude probably right It's got to be Gail. I don't need to know an answer, but that's the most logical one. It's got,
1: I mean, where else is he getting the money, right? Unless Unless he has his own
0: personal stash, but it seems like he hasn't been working for a while. They haven't really specified how long, but I think the idea is he's been a dreamer for a couple of years.
1: Well, Dawson even says he's like, well, he's like, I get my dreaming qualities from you, Dad.
0: Well, that's, the nice thing is by the end, Dawson does realize, and he shakes hands with Jack, and he has a moment where he tells Pacey, like, there are other people, because he overhears that comment from the dad. He's like, there are other people who think you're smart, and they know your worth. like. But Pacey clearly, like, but I want that from my dad. Like, he doesn't say it, but his reaction is basically, that's fine, and I know that, but I should be getting that from my dad. And the last thing I have written down here is, still no fucking Grams. To bring that up once again. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's all I got to put on it is when the fuck are you gonna get back in here, Grams? Huh? Well, someone's gotta praise hell. Well, maybe we'll, and fucking praise
0: Jesus. Praise <laughs> hell and praise Jesus.
1: It's what she does.
0: I like that. Um. Well, maybe there's a clue in the title of episode thirteen, uh, and I'd like to get your predictions. Grams right. is back. And no, that is not as obvious as you think. It's going to be his leading lady his leading lady.
1: Well, this is obviously about uh, Dawson's movie.
0: That seems pretty obvious. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, that's what this show has taught me is go with the most obvious fucking choice possible. So it's who's going to be the leading lady. And you know what? Surprise, surprise. I think the fucking producer is also going to be the Joey character. Jen is going to get cast as the Joey character.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Along with Abby as the Jen character and Chris as the Dawson character.
0: What are Joey and Jack doing? What are Pacey uh, and
1: Andy doing? Joey and Jack, they're still kind of like just doing weird shit.
0: <laughs> okay. What are Andy and Pacey doing? They're talking doing
1: about ho- they're talking about art getting hot and jack's popping boners and then when it comes time for joey to touch it he's all like oh, i go soft."
0: so there's gonna be more of that
1: it's just always happening okay i mean they're spending all their time together
0: uh, and again andy and pacey that's why it's one? gonna
1: sour sooner than later
0: andy and pacey in this one.
2: Oh, uh,
1: andy and pacey you know they're still getting around there i don't know there's something to do with what you were saying about maybe he's gonna nosedive i didn't even think about that but you know what Nah, Andy's going to keep prepping them up being like, oh, you so good, baby. You so good. You so smart. I love you. Uh,
0: What about uh, Mitch and Tammy? Not happening. Okay. Tammy
1: went back to fucking Kentucky or wherever she went back to.
0: Yes, Kentucky.
1: Um, Maybe it was Philadelphia. I don't know.
0: Now, this might pose a problem for you. New York. Heading into episode 14 because it gets a little more vague. To be or not to be dot, dot, dot.
1: So there's a play in the school. And all the major characters are are popping <laughs> in and out of this play, potentially. And uh,
0: they're just gonna pull a play out of nowhere while they're working on a movie too.
1: No, it's a school play.
0: But they also have time to work on a movie and a school play at the same time.
1: No, maybe they just go see the school play, and then okay, they—they're all, right. all like like things from Shakespearean plays are all like happening in all of our heroes characters lives
0: all right let me full disclosure here to give you a fuller picture maybe you can make a double prediction because the episode that follows is called dot 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 that is the question
1: to be we're getting our another we're getting another two-part two-part to be continued fucking episode so i know that that second one is going to be fucking to be continued that's how it's going to end which is fucking lame and that third one is going to just be kind of recapping everything.
0: Oh, you think it's just going to be a recap of what happens in the No, not before?
1: recapping, but like like
0: let me all right let me be, be honest with you, swing bigger than what you're swinging right now. That's all I'll say. It's definitely not as little as you think it is. Big shit. I don't, big shit popping. Just a straight up warning. That's all I'll say. And I hope that lets your... Even if you don't have a prediction right now, that's fine. I hope that sizzles in your brain until you sit down to watch these episodes and understand that big shit is popping off here. ch 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 changes
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. so apparently something big is going to happen.
0: All right. Well, we're going to be prediction light on the next episode. But until then, you can go to uh, 50randingquades.com. You can go to iTunes... Both places, you can let us know what the fuck is up if you want to. Is that correct, Chuck?
1: Chia. Chia.
0: Chia, Chuck says. Chia. Chia. <laughs> is that spelled with a T-Z-H? Chia? Oh, you know. Okay. Just want to make sure. Because I spell things with a C-H. Well, you're wrong. That's a debate for another time. Chia. And until that time, we, we be creaking. creaking.